to the podcast Cook, Eat, Nourish with me, Fiona Staunton of Fiona's Food for Life. In today's interview, I'm interviewing Sylvia Wadding from Enlightened. We're talking all about calories on menus and portion control. Make sure you listen to the end to find out her top three tips. Hi, Sylvia. How are you? I'm good, Fiona. And you? Great. Thanks a million for joining me today. Would you mind introducing yourself to my audience? Yep. Hi everyone, uh, Sylvia Wadding here. I'm owner of Enlightened. Enlightened is a food consultancy that helps businesses to be covered and compliant in all areas of food safety. And I also help businesses in areas of food labeling as well. Fantastic. So you generally work with food businesses, maybe like artisan businesses or restaurants, takeaways, that type of thing? Absolutely, yes, and other bits and pieces, maybe like uh, butchers as well. Okay, yeah. cool. Would you mind telling us a bit about your career to date? How, how do you get to do this? So uh, I studied food science and technology in DIT, and then I went on to work in food manufacturing for probably 10, 11 years. So in there I would have worked from very small family-run businesses up to larger uh, multi-corporation businesses. So I would have worked with like some Kerry Foods, and Yum Restaurants in Australia as well. And then from there then I went on and went out on my own and set up a, a Enlightened from there then. Great, okay. And what type of work would, would you do with them? So I would have worked in uh, quality and um, quality food safety and compliance roles. Okay. And I also would have done a lot of work around new product development. So within that, I would have done a lot of nutritional improvements on products as well. So things like reducing fat, salts and sugars in products. Fantastic. Okay. And what services does Enlightened offer to these businesses? So Enlightened helps businesses in areas of food safety and compliance. So it can help them in all areas of food safety training and in allergen awareness and control. It also helps businesses around uh, the labelling side of things. So I help them on like calorie labelling on their menus and nutritional uh, labelling on menus as well. And it can also help businesses to implement nutritional improvements on their current menu items. We can also look at things like portion control as well. Okay, so people will come to you, say, with their menu. You would analyse it and give them the feedback back and then they might work through it and make a few changes and that's exactly, happening. Exactly, that's it. Okay. Because once you work out the nutritional information, sometimes it can be a shock to businesses to see what's actually mm. in the food. So, But just by making small tweaks, then businesses can just make little nutritional improvements along the way so it doesn't affect the overall taste then that the consumer will notice. Okay, fascinating. So one of the areas that's very topical at the moment is the whole calorie count on the menu. So the, the debate looks like Simon Harris might be bringing it in, that it might be compulsory for, for restaurants to have the calorie count on the menu. Now, we're not going to go into that massive debate today, um, but if that does happen, I mean, people are definitely going to want to, to talk to you. Can you tell me a little bit about how that works? Absolutely. So Yes, yeah, so Simon Harris is currently looking at implementing legislation around uh, calorie lab labelling on menus. So what that means for businesses is they will have to supply calorie information to the consumer. So this then will help the consumer to make a more informed choice. So the consumer will know what's in their food. So I help businesses to not only put calorie information, but to help their consumer see the bigger picture by giving them the full nutritional information of their products on their menu as well. And there's a massive um, survey has been done with this as well. And 96% of consumers want to see the calorie information on the menus as well. People are more informed now and they want to know exactly what's in their food. They can see it on the food that they buy off the shelves. And now they want to see it in turn in the restaurants and where they're eating every day. 
because there's been a massive um, increase in the amount of people that are eating out as well. Mm. I think it's 25% of our calories are now consumed outside the home. Wow. So people do really need to know what's in the food they're eating as well. So the way I look at it from having worked in a number of kitchens that, um, and I, look, I know it's a very sensitive topic, yeah. but I would say that if your menu changes regularly, be yeah. it weekly or daily, personally, mm-hmm. I think that it's way too much then to, yeah. to add that on. But could you maybe give an example of um, an experience you've had maybe with a, a chain or takeaway or somewhere like that mm-hmm. where the menu doesn't really change? Yeah. So it's a little bit easier to achieve and how analysing those calories has, has brought on positive changes. Yeah. So I suppose it's, it's easier, as you say, for businesses whose menus don't change. Mm. So when you think of takeaways like uh, Thais or Indians, where their menu is quite similar throughout the year, so it's not an issue. But it's interesting how other countries do implement calories. So Australia, for instance, has probably for the last five years had calories on menus and how they control it. Because I know it is, as you say, it is a very topical mm-hmm. at the moment. So for standalone businesses, uh, they are not required to put calorie information on their menus. It's different rules for different states. Okay. Yeah. So some states would state that if you own more than five as uh, five units then you need to display the calorie and nutritional information on your menus which is probably an easier way for businesses to go about it rather than the standalone ones as well so what i love about uh, my side of what i do in my business is i love when i do out the calorie and the nutritional information side of things and you present it back to the business and sometimes they are shocked with the amount of perhaps fat or calories that's in a product but I like working with them then to uh, make the nutritional improvements so reducing the fats and the salts or maybe the sugars or calories in a dish so reducing it down so it's making a small change to the overall nutritional information that, but the customer won't notice either but it's all about making small changes frequently to bring yes. down any of the and was there a story you had for me before about a takeaway and the portion size of of chips yes yeah. So yeah. So an easy way around it is as well is to reduce your calories and your nutritional information is to reduce down your portion Portions. sizes. So it's good to give customers and options. Like some places you can have, you could say maybe have a have one dish and do a small plate of it and a larger plate. So it kind of fits everyone's appetite then as well. Okay. Yeah. And that brings us on then to the whole portion control because um you there was a study that you were quoting recently about the obesity rates in Ireland. Yes. Um, remind us what that was, that by 2030 we're likely to be the most obese nation, was that what we were By 2030, 2030. Ireland, is on, yeah, Ireland is on track to be the most obese nation in Europe, which is a very scary Shocking. stat. Yeah. So I think what's really important is around portion control as well. So in an era mm-hmm. where obesity is a big issue, um, it's not only what we're eating, it's how much we're eating. So I think over the years, our plate sizes have increased and so has our appetite. So I think we just need to keep an eye on our portion sizes as well. I think when you offer larger portion sizes, it does encourage overeating. So that's something that businesses can look at as well as the the portions that they are providing to the consumer. And then on the plus side for businesses, it's all very doom and gloom and down on calories. But there can also be cost savings to be made for businesses as well by reducing down their portion sizes. That's true. That's mm. true. So, um, Sylvia, one of the questions I always ask the people that I interview is, can you give me three tips 
that my audience could implement now, as it was to help improve the health of the nation. So obviously for you, it's, I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be around, you know, the calories and labeling and that type of thing. Yeah. What would your three tips be? So I would recommend people to watch their portion size. So just be aware of the amount of food that you are plating up and eating on a daily basis. Uh, another tip would be to keep an eye out on your labeling. So if you're buying product to watch the labeling on the back of packs, and perhaps compare like for like products and make a, an informed choice for there then. So on the labelling, <coughs> excuse me. Would it be the colour code, like the traffic light system, or yeah. would you say there's a certain figure on the say the sugar or the fat that people should watch out for? What if somebody's just beginning to learn about the labels and they're looking What's the first thing they should look for? I suppose if you're just beginning, the traffic light system is a very eye-catching way. So you have your red, your orange, and your green. So your red means eat sparingly. It's obviously it's high in your fat, salt, or sugar, or other, other bits. Um, your orange then is kind of, you can proceed with caution. So you could eat every now and again. And then green is go ahead and eat as much as you want of it. So that's probably a good way to start. And they're based on the daily allowances for an adult, is that right? Yeah, that's yeah. it, yeah. So if you saw, say, for example, I think breakfast cereal is probably uh, yeah. one that people would be quite used to looking at, um, the traffic light would be based on, well, this if this was your breakfast for the day, we would allow X percent, so then the, the colour code would come up. Is, is that correct? Yeah, that's okay. it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. So just to be wary of that, and I think the more you kind of keep an eye out and watch it, you will kind of see... You can see trends and you can pick healthier choices for your breakfast cereal or you can pick healthier choices for your yogurts because yeah. yogurts everyone thinks they're healthy but unfortunately a lot of them are packed with sugar and there's also there's always a healthier alternative so just to keep an eye out for things like that as well and so for somebody who um you know felt they knew a little bit more is there one tip that you would would give them i suppose it's it's not one size fits all but would it be looking for the the salt quantity or the fat quantity or or the sugar or what what one marker would you suggest that i suppose people... this week was actually sugar awareness week so i suppose it's a good time to keep an eye out for sugar is one of the the lethal and uh, highly addictive ones so that's probably a good one to start with and what figure are they looking for i suppose it depends on what meal it is really yes, isn't it exactly. yeah. yeah so if you keep an eye out on the traffic light system that's a really good indication for your sugar for example okay so yeah. first of all we have uh the calories and <coughs> we're looking in at the overall calories a person might have per day which kind of mm -hmm. can, can differ from for male or female yeah. the second one we're looking at is the labeling and getting yourself used to looking at the labels starting off with the traffic light system and, and just educating yourself exactly. and comparing products that's it yeah, yeah small changes isn't it yes exactly and what would your third tip be uh, so my third tip is around food safety so as i mentioned i help a lot of businesses around food safety and compliance so just for yourselves if you are out and about if you're in a restaurant and you see something that isn't right from a food safety point of view or if you see something maybe from a hygiene point of view don't be afraid to flag it with the manager and hopefully once they know about it then that they can put uh, controls in place so it doesn't happen again. Okay and you run some of these courses uh, for businesses about the food safety etc. What, what type of courses? So I they? run all levels of food safety training so levels one, two and three and I also run courses around uh, food allergens awareness and control. So I run these courses uh, nationwide so if you'd like to have a look on my website, you'll see any new and upcoming dates if anyone would like to join me for those. And would these be generally people who 
have a food business or would they be chefs or people working in the food industry or, or a mixture of all? A mixture of all. So there's different levels. So there's level one, two and three. Yeah. So level one is kind of like your basic food hygiene. Yeah. And then level two then is more kind of for your chefs, your food handlers, your servers. So they should all have level two training and your level three training then is a more comprehensive course. So it's run over four weeks. Okay. And basically your EHO, which is your environmental health officer, they do require one person to have your level three um, at all times on site. And then between level one and level two, then it, it, it's all in, um, in relation to what duties you're doing in the kitchen is to what course you should have and have okay. your staff. And I have to say training is a really, uh, really important factor to have in a business. Like I often see in my groups where you train people and they know what to do, mm-hmm. but they don't know why to do it. So okay. it's great to see that light bulb moment when they say, ah, oh, so that's why I'm doing it. And I do think they take more responsibility once they know the why to do it. Yes. I think that's why food safety yeah. training is Yeah, because you remember it more and you understand yeah. why. So, uh, okay, so we have your three tips. Now, another question I always ask is, what would you choose as your death row meal? It would probably be a beef stew. Beef stew. Manly's okay. beef stew. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best comfort food at its best with okay. mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes yes. and a beef stew. Yeah. Okay, yeah. fantastic. Would you have anything to drink with that? Could be a cup of tea or anything that's, you know. My last meal, probably a glass of wine. <laughs> yeah. Red, white. Yeah, red, with, red with the beef, yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay. And would you go for a dessert? Uh, I would. I do have a sweet tooth and I love baking, so that's a tough one. Um, che- I like cheesecakes. Okay. Banoffee pies. So you got to choose one. Oh, what would you one. choose? Brownie. Le- uh, raspberry brownie. I make a good raspberry brownie. Raspberry brownie. So is it a with chocolate vanilla. brownie with raspberry? Yeah. Or, or yeah, a chocolate okay. brownie with raspberry and vanilla ice cream. Okay. And a big cup of tea. Okay. Yeah. Sounds lovely. Yeah. Great. <laughs> um, so would you mind telling my audience if they wanted to get in touch with you, uh, how they would do that? What's your, your website, etc.? If anyone would like to get in touch with me, you can find me on www.enlightened.ie. I'm also on social media. You can find me on Twitter, LinkedIn and Facebook. Okay, would you mind spelling enlightened? Because I've got myself yes. stuck on that. So it's not spelled the traditional way. It's spelled enlightened, E-N-L-I-T-E-N-E-D. So there's a play on words with light in the middle. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just to, to just trick people. Exactly, yeah, so. good points. <laughs> no problem. Well, listen, thanks a million. It was great having you. Oh, thanks a million, Fiona. We You're welcome. Again. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode of Cook, Eat, Nourish. I'd be really grateful if you could rate and review this episode to help me spread the word. For more information, pop over to my website, fionasfoodforlife.ie, where you'll find lots of recipes, tips, videos and blogs. Thanks a million. See you soon.